So hello everyone and welcome back to the Lift with Eva podcast. So this one is a bit of a a mixed one, it's not just one topic, it is multiple topics and it is based on questions that clients have thrown at me this month and um, people on Instagram as well and I've just picked picked and chosen three topics that I think are quite good and quite useful to cover. Um, so what we're going to cover is should you drop your calories if you're not seeing progress, that is obviously in regard to fat loss, how many sets should you do and does alcohol affect your gains and I'm going to be honest when I wrote the title I have no idea if effect is an A or an E I think I put an A but now I think it's an E I don't know um so yeah no judgment there please so we are gonna dive right in and I'm gonna start with the question how many sets should you do because I feel like this is something I asked loads and I didn't really know the context of it and why it was so impossible to answer but I'm gonna try give you the most direct answer that I can give. So I'm going to start off by being annoying and say that there is no right or wrong answer here. And I think if you're not in the industry, it feels like there is black and white answers to these questions. And, you know, when it comes to training design, we do X for muscle building, X for strength, um, things for fat loss. And there's exact answers and people just aren't telling you. But the information isn't really out there because it's just not really how it works. And I remember feeling really frustrated by this when I was kind of doing my own training years ago and I wasn't a coach and I was trying to like write my own programs and I'd Google things and I'd read things. And I'm like, why do I just not know the answer? And I couldn't find one direct answer and everything was conflicting. And I just thought it was really, really crucial information as well. But it's because there is no one correct answer. And now I'm a coach. I know there's lots of elements that go into program writing and you know, the deciding factors of how many sets you do for each exercise and what exercises you choose and where we put them in a program and what we do face to face and how we change the sets and the reps and the tempo. Um, so yeah, it is slightly more confusing than I think people realise when they're not in the industry. And I'm going to try and address it and give you the best answer I can give. And I'm going to talk it, talk about it in a muscle building sense, because that's obviously, well, I hope it's obvious, but that's what I specialise in. And that's obviously what my Instagram is all about. So the weekly guidance, the weekly generic guidance is 10 to 20 sets a week for each major muscle group. And these are not easy sets. You know, if if you've got programmed four sets of 10 for barbell back squats, not all four sets are probably going to count towards that. The sets that count are your hard sets, your working sets, the sets you're taking close to failure. And obviously 10 to 20 is a pretty big range. And I would usually start down the bottom end, maybe nine to 12 and obviously nine is slightly below but you always want to start with a slightly lower volume and see how you respond before you increase the volume there's no need to go in at 20 and I think I do any muscle group for 20 hard sets a week apart from maybe glutes at a push for my clients who are really want to grow their glutes and are recovering well from that volume so recovery is something you want to consider if you are really really sore every week and you seem to never not have doms then you might be doing too much there's lots of other factors but that is probably the main one you're doing just too much um hard volume so when it comes to actually how we split this out and how we structure it something i think about is i want three to six really hard working sets per session for those major muscle groups i'm training if it's my glutes i might do six to nine so that is I think the key thing to think about when you're writing a program and then you're probably going to train your major muscle groups twice per week if you do upper lower or full body which most of my clients do if you're doing like body part splits then you'll probably put slightly more of that into one session to make up 
for the fact that you're not having a second session and maybe not hitting that 10 hard sets per week mark. Hopefully that makes sense. And like I said, it's not all your sets. If you're doing like three sets of exercise, three exercises for three sets on your quads, that'd be nine sets in total. There's a chance that you're not taking all nine super close to failure. The first set probably isn't close enough to failure especially if it's a big lift because it's hard to get there so that again is just something to think about to give you some generic guidance I would say if you're a beginner to intermediate three to four sets is a good spot good spot that you should be working with if you are slightly more advanced you can absolutely still do that and obviously sometimes you might go up to five but if you're more advanced usually we're more in tune with our bodies and our proximity to failure so we don't have to do quite as much volume so I think people presume that as they become more advanced in the gym they just have to do more and more and more to make progress and that's actually not always the case sometimes we can do less because we can work much closer to failure and we have picked up that skill but three to four sets is a good way to go about it obviously if you're doing strength work you're doing like one to three rep ranges you might be doing more but that isn't what we're talking about today so to summarize that question how many sets you do probably isn't the biggest player in your muscle growth in your progress it is a mixture of how many sets you're doing but your, the quality of those sets, your proximity to failure, how well you are executing them is arguably more important. And the key bit of advice I've given is to train a muscle group one to two times per week, doing three to six hard sets per session and 10 to 20 hard sets per week. I would generally stay on the lower end, uh, but glutes, I would go slightly higher because they can take more volume. That might sound a tad confusing, but that is where the skill of programming comes in handy and where coaching or working with a good coach and a program is super super useful and it's something I really do recommend because like I said before I spent so many years just messing around in the gym doing my own programming and just yeah getting really nowhere and now when I look back they are so bad um yeah but there wasn't much like information out there when I was doing that whereas there's so much free stuff out there now on the internet okay question number two alcohol affecting your progress I'm going to address this for fat loss and muscle building. Let's go in with fat loss. So yes, it does. And in terms of the research, I, there's obviously not a huge amount of research for one glass or two glasses or three glasses or binge drinking. So I'm just going to address it as like a blanket statement. So when it comes to muscle building, muscle is built through the process of muscle protein synthesis, muscle protein breakdown and synthesis. So our muscles constantly in a state of turnover and then we build it by spiking the synthesis aspect, the growth aspect. When you drink alcohol, it dampens that effect. So you could train perfectly, you could eat enough protein and enough carbohydrates, but alcohol will still dampen the effect of muscle growth. And the research is somewhere between about 24% and about 35 to 37%. So it could dampen that effect by a third. So if you are drinking regularly and you're nailing everything else, your results may be 30% less than someone who isn't drinking alcohol. So it's just something to think about. I'm not completely teetotal, um, although I don't drink very often, but a lot of my clients do drink weekly. They still make great progress, but if we're being completely honest and brutal about it, you would probably make more progress if you weren't drinking alcohol, especially if you're not drinking alcohol heavily. Common sense would say if you drink like one glass a night, the effects probably aren't going to be quite severe if you're a binge drinker and you are drinking heavily every single weekend. So that is the muscle building aspect in, I guess, the scientific sense. However, obviously, if you are drinking heavily, then it might affect your sessions. You might go into your first session of the week after a heavy weekend and you can't hit the weights as heavy. Your strength isn't there. You don't have as much energy. So it's going to affect your lifts, which means you're not going to be promoting muscle growth in the same way. 
Um, it will also affect your nutritional choices. You might not fancy eating protein for a day or two after you've had a heavy session. You might just be focused on getting carbs in, getting sugar in. If um, you are on a fat loss phase, then obviously alcohol means more calories. It usually affects your food choices. It usually makes you less active after. So it essentially can pull you out of your calorie deficit because of those factors. So it does slow down your fat loss results as well as impacting your training and the muscle building we are trying to do in a fat loss phase as it is more challenging there as well. So again, it can further prevent building muscle in a calorie deficit. So yeah, alcohol will affect your progress. There is no which way about it. And if I could give my best advice, it would be to try and either obviously limit alcohol intake overall and try to limit it to maybe once a week. Or if you don't binge drink like most young people do, and I was definitely that young person, then just having maybe like one or two a day or every other day would be the way I go about it. And then question three, dropping calories. So I think it's really tempting when you're in a fat loss phase to A, get impatient with your progress or B, if you don't see progress for like a week or two, think it's not working, I want to drop my calories. But I want to chat about why that might not be the best idea. That's because I had a few clients recently um, struggle with this. So the reason why you don't just want to drop your calories is A, usually we plateau in a fat loss phase because of adherence. It's not because your calories aren't working, it's because you're not sticking to them for whatever reason that may be there's tons of reasons so the idea that we just drop calories and make it all better is kind of counterintuitive because if you can't stick to slightly higher calories what makes you think you're going to be able to stick to lower calories so we usually need to take a step back and think about the bigger picture are you not currently managing your current calories very well are you hitting them during the week but then going over at the weekend so do we need to calorie bank do we need to save calories during the week where you are generally quite diligent and give them to the weekend so that our overall weekly total is within our calorie target do we actually need to increase calories a little bit to increase your adherence to it if they are too low and you are consistently going over and overshooting we might be better taking them up by 100 so you're actually sticking to it and it feels more doable Another thing to think about is, are calories sneaking in somewhere? So are you actually tracking diligently? Um, I've had clients this week where I've given the advice that we can't track in cups, we need to track in grams. We've had track um, trackings, trackings? I don't know the word. Um, entries, that's the word, entries on something like my fitness pal, where it has just said one serving. But what is one serving? You know, unless you have checked the pack, weighed out in grams, we don't know if we're having a serving or not. Could extra calories be sneaking in? Are you not counting the sugar or milk in your coffee are you not counting the oil are you not counting bites and licks and taste of other people's food are you going for the odd meal out and not really tracking it very accurately there's definitely other ways to approach making progress with fat loss and just continuously dropping calories when people do tend to drop calories they'll drop them quite low they'll stick to it for a week and then they're so low and so restrictive they then you know go out the weekend or order a takeaway and go a few thousand calories over that day and then they've affected their calorie deficit for the week. So the answer, I guess I'm just really trying to stress is that don't immediately drop calories because you're not making fat loss progress or you're not making progress as quickly as you want. We need to look at all the other areas where we could be making little mistakes that are adding up before we consider dropping calories and would only drop calories if you were following the plan pretty perfectly for two to three weeks and there's still no drop. It's not classed as a plateau unless the scale has not moved for about two to three weeks with, I don't want to say perfect adherence, but adhering to the plan 90% of the time. If you can't say you're doing that, then there is no point in dropping calories. So... 
that are the, those are the three questions that I wanted to address today. I'm hoping that multiple things were useful in the podcast. Um, if you have feedback, obviously let me know. I'm going to do ones like this, I think, once a month and just round up the main questions that I think are really helpful to share or that I haven't spoken about on Instagram that much and do them on here. So that is everything from me. I hope you find it useful and that you come back next week to listen to next week's podcast.